This is Ozarks at Large. The musical An Officer and a Gentleman is guiding the Walton Arts Center into 2022. The production, inspired by the movie of the same name, is a love story between Naval Officer Candidate Zach and his girlfriend Paula. The musical is also a love story for the 1980s, with not just the familiar Up Where We Belong from the 1982 film, but other 1980s pop from Pat Benatar, Men at Work, and Sticks. The narrative's evolution hinges not just on Paul and Zach, but Marine Gunnery Sergeant Foley. The National Tours Sergeant Foley is portrayed by David Wayne Britton, who joins us now on the phone. David Wayne Britton, welcome to Ozarks at Large. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. All right, first of all, are you as bothered as I am that the 1980s or 40 years ago? You know, sometimes I feel, especially with the cast that I'm with, because everybody in my cast seems to be in their mid-20s or, or younger. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, this has been a long way off. Part of your role there is to, you know, not make fun of, but explain. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, it's like, I, I believe that Foley was a street guy at one time. And when he joined the service, he was put in a, in, in a situation where he lost friends because the officers that were leading him didn't have a clue what they were doing. And I think that's why he decided he wanted to be a drill instructor because he wanted to bring out the best possible product and put on the field of battle that could possibly be done because his parents live in America. His friends live in America. His friends' parents live in America. And he wants to make sure that nothing happens to them. He wants to keep them as safe as he possibly can. And the only way to do that is to turn out a great product at officer candidate school. That's interesting. Is that something you do with any character that you might inhabit? You, you figure out what their backstory might be? I think it's vitally important to do that because if you don't know who he was, before you read the, 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 the dialogue that you get, it's kind of, I think it's really hard to interpret who he's going to be. You know, if you know, well, okay, he had a very bad childhood and this guy was a priest, why did he become a priest? Or why did he become a cop? Why did he become a doctor? You know, if you know what he was off the page, I think it's easier to determine who he's going to be on, on stage or on film or on television. Well, and when you have a character like Sergeant Foley, who is, of course, uh, on, uh, in, at one point, um, you know, very stern and very much a disciplinarian, it would, I think, in lesser hands, it could become a two-dimensional character, and that's obviously not what you want Sergeant Foley or any character you portray to be. Right, 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 exactly. You, you do want people to understand that he's a real, real well-rounded person and that, yeah, he may be screaming and he may be yelling and he may be tough, but he's, he's doing it for one reason and one reason only to make sure that he brings out the best in the person that he's doing it to that he can. I have not seen yet the production, but I know that in the movie, uh, Sergeant Foley gets in Zach Mayo's face. I mean, very close and and at a high mm-hmm. volume. Is that something that happens on stage? And if so, how did you and your fellow actors prepare for that? Well, I know, and it is that way on 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 the stage. Um, for instance, what I did, and it just till recently, a lot of my cast members, I didn't call them by their real names. I called them by their stage names, and they used to have a 
they still do at times. They'll ask me, "Hey, what's Zach's real name?" And I, I, uh, uh, oh, Wes, you know. But because it, it was important for me when I look at him, I see Mayo. When I look at William, I see Perryman. Because I never want to confuse them with the guy I walk around and have breakfast with, or you know, go see a movie with. I want to make sure that those people are the people that I'm interacting with on the stage. Not only do you bring, obviously, your acting chops to this role, but you bring experience uh, in the service, correct? Yes, sir. I was in the service. I was in the Navy from 76 to 1981. And the funny thing is, I was almost actually in this movie. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was stationed on the USS Constellation, and then I got transferred uh, to... um, the USS Enterprise that was in dry dock in Bremerton, Washington. When I get there, I ran into a couple of guys that I'd seen, you know, in the Philippines or, you know, around the Navy, around the world. And they said, bro, if you'd have been here like a couple of months earlier, you could have been in this movie. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they said, yeah, we did this movie. And I, well, what, was, what was the name? It was something like, I don't remember the movie, but the girl was hot to death. Uh, no, really, what was the name of the movie? And then guys just said, well, one guy said it was an awesome gentleman, Lou Gossett Jr. Now, as you well know, Louis Gossett Jr. was the Denzel before Denzel. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy's the ultimate actor. And um, sure enough, because they, they filmed it in Bremerton, Washington, and there's some of the guys that you see in all the way through the film are guys that I knew. Wow. What would... if I'd have gotten there two months early, I could have possibly been in the film. <laughs> what would you, the 1981... David Wayne Britton have thought if you would have heard that, you know, 40 years later, you're playing that Lou Gossett role, the, the role that Lou Gossett made famous for audiences all across the country. Wow. You know, that's a good question. I don't even, first of all, I don't even think I could wrap my mind around that. Because who sees themselves 40 years later? You know, and when you're 20, 21, 22, you don't even know that 40 years exist down the line. You're just living for the moment. But looking back on it now, especially after I met Mr. Gossett, it was, it was a, it's going to be a privilege of a lifetime. That's exactly, you're going to get a chance to live the privilege of a lifetime. Taking on a role that you watch the man actually win the Academy Award for, and you get to walk around the country ride around on planes and buses and stay in hotels and go out on the stage and show them what this guy did, hopefully what Lewis Scott Jr. did to earn that Academy Award. If I can just give him a little bit of what he gave us, then I did my job. Let me see if I got this correct. You were an aircraft director when you were on the USS Constellation? No, I was an aircraft director on the USS Constellation, yes. I worked in the hangar bay. So when you are doing that, can you see any parallel between that and then the construction of a musical or a play? Are there any parallels there? Um, I'll be honest with you. I didn't realize the difficulty of doing a musical until I got involved and I got cast in this because everything is timing. So, yeah, there's a possibility of that because on the hangar bay, it's not as intricate as it is on, uh, on the uh, 
on, on that flight deck. Mm-hmm. The flight deck is, is a completely different animal. And I was on, I was on, you know, the hangar deck and that's where we park everything. The timing of the musical thing, for instance, with my character, my dialogue, if I don't deliver my cue line right on time, that music may not come in on time. Mm. And if I throw off the music, then I throw off the whole production. So it, it, it really, I had no clue that's what it was about because I had never done a musical before. And it, that just, it, it really freaked me out because I remember in, in rehearsal and I didn't come in exactly when I was supposed to. And Dick Scanlon, who was our director and also wrote the book, you know, he was very adamant about David. Everything hinges on you coming in with the right line at the right time. And he told me this great story. He pulled me to the side one day. Normally when he's giving notes, he'll pull you to the side in the rehearsal hall, you know, tell you, okay, this is what I was thinking about. This is how I'd like you to bring this on. And he said, you know, take a walk with me. So we took a walk outside the rehearsal hall. And he said, David, and now he's a little bit taller than I am. He says, you ever baked a potato before? I was like, what? Yeah, have you ever baked a potato? I says, uh, yeah. He says, you ever not set the oven at the right temperature? And then when you try to set it right, the potato is never quite right? And I said, yeah. And he walked away. And I'm looking at him as he walks. And then he turned around. And when he turned around, he knew I had understood what he was saying. When you hit the stage, your oven has to be at the right temperature every single time. Because you may have it a little bit hot. You can pull the, the potato out. But if you kept it in that oven and the temperature wasn't right, you'll never get it right again. David Wayne Britton is Marine Gunnery Sergeant Foley in the national touring production of An Officer and a Gentleman, the musical at Walton Arts Center through Sunday. You can find out more at waltonartcenter.org. David Wayne Britton, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much for having me. This has been a great time, man. Appreciate it.